Mary had a We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. Radio Beacon to Radio Beacon. On this vote, the yeas are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. It's a great moment. It, it, it's a really, really good one. So uh, Kataji Brown-Jackson was just confirmed. She will be joining the Supreme Court as the newest justice in the summer after Justice Breyer officially retires. Uh, she is a justice-in-waiting, if you will. Um, and this is going to mark the very first time in the history of the United States of America that a, a black woman will be a Supreme Court justice and B, that white men will not be the majority on the United States Supreme Court. <laughs> Woohoo! Every white supremacist nightmare. Oh, it's a Nazi nightmare. Oh, it's a fascist hell. <laughs> okay, proud boys, nothing to be proud about. You freaking lost. And the battle between good and evil, good has prevailed. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's really, really great. Uh, and Marsha Blackburn was very loud. No, she was a nay, <laughs> which is like the only thing I wanted to hear come out of her face because she's a cow. You know what I mean? So I just want to hear an animal sound, a whinny, a nay, a moo, something uh, that's very appropriate for her. Very appropriate for her because You'll remember this, uh, this, this blazing, uh, you know, triumph of women, this moment for Marsha, right? United States versus Virginia, the Supreme Court struck down VMI's male-only admission policy. Right. Writing for the majority, Justice Ginsburg stated, supposed inherent differences are no longer accepted as a ground for race or national origin classifications. Physical differences between men and women, however, are enduring. The two sexes are not fungible. A community made up exclusively of one sex is different from a community composed of both. Do you agree with Justice Ginsburg (laughs) that there are physical differences between men and women that are enduring? Watch this. It's brilliant. Um, Senator, respectfully, I... I'm not familiar with that particular quote or case, okay. so it's hard for me to <laughs> okay, comment but, as to whether. All or right, not. I'd love to get your your opinion on on that, and you can submit that. Do you interpret <laughs> Justice Ginsburg's 
meaning of men and women as male and female? Again, because I don't know the case, I don't know how I interpret it. I need to read the whole okay. thing. Okay. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute <laughs> about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law, and I decide. Well, so I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. <laughs> okay, it turns out, turns out, you want to learn something? I think this is really fascinating. Okay, so it turns out that it's not so much you want a biologist. It turns out that what you want is a neurologist. Because here you are, Marcia, here you are, MAGA, here you are, small-minded people, thinking that what defines men and women are body parts. And the truth is that what defines a man or a woman is a different organ than you've been led to believe. The thing that's going to determine your sexual identity, the thing that's going to determine how you feel, how you are sexually oriented is a different organ. It's called your brain. Yeah. So it turns out you might not really need a biologist. What you really need is a neurologist. And here we have one from Stanford University. He'll explain. So the question becomes what to do with the standard medical interpretation of being transgender, which is you have someone who for some reason thinks they are a sex different from what they actually are. And it turns out something very different is going on. Okay, you look in the brain, and there's all sorts of parts of the brain that are sexually dimorphic, which means that on the average, some trait about that part of the brain differs between males and females, and that's in lab rats and in non-human primates and humans. And, you know, on the average, individual differences overlap, but nonetheless, all sorts of stuff in the brain is sexually dimorphic. And just a listing there of some of these... Um, you know, people spend their entire lives studying sexual dimorphism of some of these parts of the brains. So you take somebody now who chromosomally is sex A and gonadally is sex A and hormonally and secondary sexual characteristics and genitalia is sex A. And nonetheless, they insist from as long as they could remember, they felt like they were sex B. Mm-hmm. And you look in their brain, mm -hmm. and what a bunch of studies have shown now is all the sexually dimorphic parts of the brain in that person's brain is more like what you see in sex B 
rather than in sex A. Ah. And this is independent of if they are actually transitioning to the other sex, if they've taken any sex hormone manipulations, whatever, independent of that. When you look at somebody whose every bit of their body says they are sex A, and they say, I have always felt like I am sex B, you look in the brain and the brain says sex B. And there you have it. <laughs> They've been looking at the wrong organs all along. All along. Uh, this is neurology. This is the study of the brain. This is a, uh, a, a well-accepted explanation for which organ determines uh, your sex. <laughs> it isn't the one that you've been uh, concentrating on, sex A or sex B. It's not. Whatever organ you've been thinking of is a different organ. Uh, it's the brain. It is the brain. And so now Kentaji Brown Jackson is shown to be a freaking genius. Okay? Because she knew she wasn't a biologist. She knew that she wasn't situated in, in a position uh, to determine what is the definition of a man and what is the definition of a woman. And Marsha thinks... Well, I've been looking at that organ over here and this one over there and that tallywhacker over there tells me that that person is a man. Yeah, well, the brain is the organ that's going to tell that person which sex they feel like, which sex they are. So I hope you learned a little something. Okay. The Republicans just need to attack. They need a foil. They need someone to point to and hate on in order to keep the system that keeps them in power in power, okay? And it's really sad that they're picking on a minority within a minority, some of the most vulnerable humans we share this country with as their foil. Clear for takeoff. Randy Rhodes, Air Force. Air, Air, Air Force. RandyRhodes.com. So we all know democracy does not look the way it ought to look. And a lot of us know that the reason is because of money in politics. I want to show you a new podcast. It's called Democracy Decoded. It's a podcast by the Campaign Legal Center. And it looks at government and it discusses innovative ways that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, more inclusive democracy. The host is Simone Leeper, and she speaks with experts from across the political spectrum and takes a deep dive into the forces fueling our election. Not just in the nation's capital, but at all levels of government. Democracy Decoded will take you on a journey. It looks really into the nuts and bolts of the campaign finance system. And it looks at the effects of secret spending at both the federal and state level, explores where and how foreign governments are spending to attempt to influence American elections and our foreign policy. Listen, tune in and learn more. Find it at democracydecoded.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.